What's up, everybody, NBA fans? It's Nick back with another episode of Full Court Press. As always, I'm joined by Jawan and Joel. What's up, Jawan? What's going on, guys? What's up, Joel? What's up? Man, I'm so excited. I like just hearing the music, man. It just like it's like, damn, we're we're back. Game of Thrones is over, so we are we are finally back. <clears throat> and just the uh, quick uh, reminder to everybody out there in Geek Vibes Nation: we got a uh, uh, Game of Thrones special tomorrow night at seven o'clock. We're going to be recapping season seven and uh, and uh, talking predictions for season eight. So uh, join us for that. Um, and welcome back to Full Court Press, Joel. You gonna you gonna be able to do tomorrow night? Uh, I'm gonna try. I should be able to, but we'll see. Word. I forgot how. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. It's uh, it, it was made official a couple days ago. Uh, Kyrie Irving is now a Boston Celtic, and Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic are all now members of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers also got the 2018 unprotected Brooklyn Nets pick, as well as a future second rounder via Miami. Um, so I'm going to be honest, like when I first heard this trade, I was I was blown away by it. And then when the details came in, I was like, damn, like Cleveland just like straight up like fucking – swindled them like that's crazy um i've had a little bit more time to think about it and i don't think it's so much of a swindling anymore uh but before i get into my thoughts um i want to uh pass it over to joel first joel um you know what did you think when you first uh heard the news of the trade and and now that you've had a little time to think about it um who do you think won the trade and uh and you know um you know which which team do you think is going to benefit the most in the short term and the long term um, I was just as shocked as, like, everybody because I really didn't know if Cleveland would actually want to deal with their – like, that's their main competitor in the Eastern Conference. There's not many in the East that compete with Cleveland, and Boston was them. And I don't know, like, why would you help them get better unless, of course, they helped you get better. And I think this trade, in the weirdest way possible, is, that, oh, is pretty even. Uh, it's – um. Maybe you could say one side has more had more advantage in it, but I think this is one of the better deals Cleveland could have gotten, like in general. I think any other team, I think probably Phoenix could have probably matched that, but that's about it. I mean, Boston got Kyrie Irving; they got the best player in the deal, regardless. But Cleveland got a hell of a big load. I mean, they got that first pick. They got Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, if healthy, of course. Um, then they got a second round pick at the end of it, and Zizic, who I, I I like. I've seen him play; he's pretty decent. I'm not saying he's gonna he's gonna be a world changer or anything, but if uh, LeBron doesn't say, it helps. So I'm gonna say, weirdly enough, it is. is, is he, I think Boston, as at the moment, I'm saying Boston because I just don't know what the future assets are gonna be yet. So I'll say Boston ends up winning this trade, but but Cleveland didn't lose. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you on that. Um, Jawan, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts uh, on the trade? Like, what what did you think when you first heard the news, and uh, how do you how do you see the uh, the trade overall? Um, <clears throat> as I usually do, I'm going to disagree with Joel. Uh, I <laughs> definitely think Cleveland lost. 
Um, you bringing in that draft pick, draft picks are always tricky. Um, the East is pretty weak. <laughs> That's not me saying Brooklyn's going to, you know, be one of the, the sleeper teams. I'm just going to keep it as the East is very weak. Um, it's gotten tougher than it was last year, but it's still somewhat pretty weak. It's only, it's only still five deep, maybe six. Um, Got weaker. But Cleveland, <laughs> Cle- well, I, the Western Conference is maybe, what, 12 deep. <laughs> and you can only right. have eight. So that yeah. he's only being five deep when you're supposed to have eight is a little sad. But the reasons why I think Cleveland lost, one, LeBron's most definitely gone. Two, the player that you traded for won't be 100% till what, January, February. Um, and when he is healthy, you now will have an issue of that is a guy who needs the ball. LeBron can possibly make him an uh, off-the-ball shooter. Um, but that's not where Isaiah thrives from. Uh, he kind of needs the ball. He kind of needs to run the, the, the floor. Uh, but now him being with LeBron, that's never going to happen unless LeBron's sitting. Um, they also signed the player in Derrick Rose, who is almost identical to LeBron. Um, and he's going to be starting. So the, the chemistry in that is definitely going to be off, mainly because Rose doesn't play off the ball. So if LeBron's drawing a double team and kicks out the Rose, Rose isn't, as Nick was just saying uh, before we came on air, he's not shooting 35% for three. He's just not going to, to do that. Uh, and then they had Jose Calderon. We know he's a shell of himself from, what, like four or five years ago, maybe three four years ago, rather. Um, they're, the best asset they got was Jay Crowder, someone that can guard – uh, if Cavs make it to the finals, can guard Durant while LeBron kind of focuses more so on Draymond. He can give more energy offensively and not have to overexude himself uh, defensively, having to work both ends uh, and guarding a guy like Durant. Cleveland won. I mean, Boston definitely won this. Um, didn't have to give up Tatum. Didn't have to give up Brown. Uh, they ended up getting Kyrie, which is a huge, huge, huge uh, thing for them. Boston, by the way, um, one of the luckiest teams ever. Uh, they didn't land Durant last year. They didn't land the free agents they wanted this year or make the trades that their fans wanted. Somehow Kyrie fell in their lap, um, <laughs> which is amazing for that fan base, man. Um, but, no, Kyrie, uh, the, the lineup of Kyrie, uh, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Morris, and Al Horford, that's a starting lineup uh, that I still think isn't finished by All-Star. They could maybe use some of those uh, picks to maybe go get an AD or DeMarcus Cousins to really fortify uh, that team. So that team could still get better this season. But in terms of who won the trade, Boston definitely did. Even if Kyrie doesn't stay long-term, you have him this year and next year, that's still enough time for you to go make a huge splash, especially if LeBron goes west next year. Kyrie and the Celtics, even with this team as constructed, still have all the the chance in the world to represent the East in the finals next year. Yeah, they're they're almost a lock if LeBron goes west. I mean, barring any sort of crazy unforeseen uh, injury or something like that. Um, so we got we got Chris on the line. Uh, what's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How's it going, guys? What's up? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, you, you got to hear, uh, I think, some of Joel's thoughts and Juwan's thoughts on the trade. Um, so, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on the trade? What did the like, what did you think when you first heard it? Um, and, you know, what, what are your thoughts as far as uh, who's the winner and who's the loser? Um, well, I'm going to have to agree with Jawan. I mean, definitely, I think Boston is the winner in this trade. I mean, I was I was really surprised, you know, of, you know, the Kyrie trade, um, you know, actually him landing and going there, you know, knowing that, you know, he didn't want to stay in Cleveland anymore. Um, so, I mean – Definitely, Boston is becoming a championship team. Uh, I think uh, me myself, I'm just focused on like defensive wise what Boston can do. You know how that team, you know, can play defense, and uh, just just to see what how that culture is going to be. Um, you know, with Gordon Hayward there, and um, you know Kyrie, Kyrie soon being going over there. Um, but really, like the the teams in the East are not really, you know, that that big. So to see like you know a team like uh, Boston, you know, and I would like to see some of these other teams actually go out, you know, get players and get guys and make you know the East, you know, <laughs> a pretty good conference again. Because trust me, guys, like the East is horrible. I mean, horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, um, I mean it is. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but it's it's just it's, it's really good just to see um you know what Boston can actually do and the Cavs. I mean, geez, I mean, I feel like they're just they're gasping for air right now. They're trying to find guys and trying to find players you know, to fill some type of void or put around LeBron, you know, that that can actually make them a championship team. Um, you know, even though, you know, LeBron's on there, you, you already got a championship team with LeBron on there. But, um, I mean, they, they what, what happened last year, they went out and got, you know, Michael Dunleavy, a bunch of guys, a bunch of shooters. They signed Andrew Bogut. Um, broke his leg. Uh, you had um, Darren Williams, the the old guy on the court. You know, couldn't really produce that much. I mean, from to me, it's like the Cavs are grass for air, and you know, they definitely, definitely lost that trade. Yeah, I think that's well, and I, I well, <laughs> and here's well, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joel. I'm just, it just, I don't get how the Cavs got a good trade though. Is that they didn't win the trade because they lost the best player in the trade, but they didn't lose it. Like they got back assets. Like if, even if LeBron leaves, they got back youth and they got back the, one of the best picks you can possibly get. Because the Nets are gonna suck. You know. Well, <laughs> like, well, no, that I'm not arguing that. I'm saying they lost best player you got or the best asset you got in the trade isn't even gonna be producing for you. So what? Four or five months into the season, so yeah, but that's you won't not even what I'm get. Arguing. No, no, no. That's that's all I'm saying is that's why I think they lost the trade. I get what you're saying. You're saying uh, future-wise, that pick is a great thing to have. Uh, Crowder, if he stays, is a great piece to have. Um, maybe even if the wild chance that they sign Isaiah long term are all good pieces to have going forward. But if right. Boston signs Kyrie long-term, that's a better signing than any draft pick uh, the Cavs can get from that pick for Isaiah or Crowder. That's why I'm I know saying that. Boston definitely I, I agree. won that. I, I, yeah, I said Boston won that trade. <laughs> I said Boston won the trade. I'm just saying Cleveland got it on both ends, short and long-term. They did, they did the best they could do, and they got a good trade out of it. It was a great trade for them. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, me, go ahead, man. Nah, I'm just saying, like sometimes you know, some the best, sometimes their best is not good enough. You know, I mean, you no, got no. a guy that, yeah, man, you got a guy that needs to produce now. They want to win a championship now, not in February when all those games are gone. Yeah, I I think there's a few things um, going on uh, in this trade. Um, that uh, that we've all kind of been circling around and kind of hinted at. Um, one one thing, and I, I'm more with you, Joel. Um, I mean, I definitely I definitely think the um, the Cavs uh, lost the trade. I mean, you 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 do have to have to look at it. Um, like if you're if you're branding it a winner and a loser, then somebody has to come out on top. But I don't think that margin is is, is like terrible. Um, you know, initially I thought the Cavs won the trade, but I think Isaiah Thomas's injury concern um, was a little more than what I had initially thought, um, and and we're still not quite clear as to when he will be back. The 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 report says they stand right now. There's there's been a lot of speculation, as as y'all have alluded to, that um, it it could be you know much later in the season. Um, than initially expected, which, you know, that's going to make things a lot harder for uh, the Cavaliers. But I think uh, there are a couple things that are important. Jay Crowder uh, gives them a much better uh, defensive-minded player. It makes I think it makes Kevin Love more expendable if, if they decide that they want to try to move him um, because LeBron can play the four. Um, and Crowder can play – really, Crowder can play anywhere two through four. Um, you know, he can he can play that. Um, he, he definitely gives them, a, a, a like, an upgrade in defense, um, you know, just, just as far as, like, a defensive-minded player, a three and D guy. Um, but I, I, what I think is interesting, too, you all have mentioned how weak the East is, and that could be, that could be really interesting if – um, you know, I mean, I think I think the Bulls are probably going to be the worst team in in the East this year. Atlanta's not going to be very good. There are several teams that could be end up being worse than the Nets. That pick, you never know. Yep. That pick may not be a top three pick. That pick may be five, six, seven. Um, it, I mean, it really just depends. There's a lot of variables that go into it. Uh, I mean, the Nets are just as garbage as they were last year, but you've got a lot more teams that have kind of given up and and try and, and are trying to rebuild this upcoming season. Um, so that would be that would kind of be my thing. It's really gonna like for me. I think the Cavs had their backs against the wall, and and the fact that the word was out that they that Kyrie wanted out. Um, with all things considered, they made the best deal that they probably could have made to give them both security now and, you know, long term. So, like, I, but I do agree with uh, you, Juwan, and you, Chris, that, um, you know, it's that it's definitely not helping their, their chances this upcoming season. But I don't think, depending on whether um, Isaiah Thomas is – is back and what they might do with that pick, whether they opt to keep it or, or move it at a later time for, for, you know, some additional help for this season. Um, I don't think they took that much of a step back because of what, if Thomas can come back completely healthy soon enough, um, he plays, you know, very similar um, basketball to, to Kyrie. He does. 
So, um, but hey, looks like looks like we got another caller on. Uh, so, uh, caller, uh, what's your name, and um, what do you think about the Kyrie Irving Isaiah Thomas trade, and uh, who do you think won the deal? Hey guys, what's going on? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Um, right. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think at the end of the day. Boston wins because usually in the NBA, if you get the best player, you win the deal. But it's not to uh-huh. say that Cleveland necessarily had a, got a bad deal. I thought they got the best that they could. Um, right. And surprisingly, I thought they did pretty well, considering I think they have a pretty bad front office. Uh, but they swung, and, and they got and they got you know some good value. You get that number one pick, regardless. I mean, if it's a, like you said a one, a two, a three, I think you can still get a solid player. Um, now, whether they'll take a solid player because their front office isn't very good, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, Zizek has value. Let's see what he can be. He's got good size. Um, I love Jay Crowder. I think he's the type of player in the NBA that today's NBA that you want on your team, a big-body, two-way player who will shoot it, um, plays great defense, plays tough, brings a certain attitude. He can guard wings. And he can play in the post. Sure. I mean, he's very versatile. You want that yeah, guy. Great contract. Isaiah Thomas is. Yep, great yes. contract. Isaiah's a scorer. Um, Isaiah doesn't give you much defensively, but, you know, he's a scorer. And if you're going to get something at the point guard for Kyrie, why not Isaiah? Plus, people tend to play better when they play with LeBron because he is uh, the new age Magic Johnson. So that's. So that's always good. So not a bad, you know, not bad for Cleveland to get, you know, with an asset that everyone knew wanted to be gone. They swung and got a good deal. But Boston won the trade because they got the best player, uh, Kyrie, boogie on anybody, handles are crazy. You you match him with Hayward, you know, and, and, and the young talent they have. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a diehard New York Knicks fan, so I don't want to say anything good about Boston, but it's Boston. It just <laughs> The front office always makes the right decision. What can I say? Yeah, well, hey, man. The front got, office, got, that tends to always least, screw it up. <laughs> yeah, well, you got at least two Knicks fans here with you, and I'm a Hawks fan. So, I mean, 80s, 80s Hawks, we always got ousted by Boston. So I don't think any of us want to say kind words about Boston, but we got to be real here. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to be real here. You know, just real quick, in terms of, I know you talked about the East. You know, I've I've gone and talked to some other Knicks fans, and because the East is so bad, it's the same story. Oh, maybe we have a chance. Until the Knicks prove that they can actually get out of their own way, field a winning team, and get rid of a losing culture uh, because they're so toxic, then they're just going to be another lottery team, or, you know, a team hoping and praying well, to get – to get, you know, high-end top picks. You know, it looks like they're that's, that's, trying that's they to make need. amends, but we'll see. Well, I mean, the glimmer of hope that I have for the Knicks um, is I always bring things back to the Mike Woodson season uh, a few years ago where they went, I think, 50-something games, and they were like the second or third seed in the, uh, in the East. And, uh, you know, upper management didn't get in their way. You know, they kind of just let Woodson coach. He did a great job with the players, had a lot of veterans on there. Uh, You look at the roster, the way it's constructed now, you have really good young players uh, with KP, uh, the rookie that they just got, and um, Hernan Gomez. Uh, Joel thinks Melo needs to go. I think he's one of the best veterans you could possibly have. Um, 
uh, with with that group of of rookies um, or young guys rather. Um, but I mean, it's not impossible to to think Knicks could make at least the AFC seventh or eighth seed. Oh, uh, that'd be the worst thing for them. Why? Start to get a winning they culture. To, Why? They need to build. They need picks. They need they need more. Joel, you they need have to develop. a young point guard, a young two guard, <laughs> a young power forward, and a young center. What else, What other young pieces do you need? I need a young. Well, well, here's the thing. Other than KP. Are you yeah, trying to here's go? The are thing. you trying to go infant? Yeah, I'm going infant, Joel. You can't. You can't see this like right. the death zone. It's unnecessary for this team right now. I don't know. You know, I that's really actually a winning culture. Yeah, you know, I I really do. You know, I agree. I think it's a it's a it's a combo of both. Actually, they need a winning culture, and the problem is, I'm not sure that you know having Melo there right now with his mindset and how they've treated him, I'm not sure he adds to that winning culture. I mean, as a talent, he definitely does. But the Knicks need a whole new mindset, and with the I, you know, I do like how they seem to be rebuilding the front office. Dolan, just stay out of the way. Mills is not embarrassing himself, at least until now. I thought the Hardaway contract is too much money because Tim Hardaway hasn't yeah. proven he's going to earn that money. I mean, I want, I want an all-star berth out of that money that we're giving him, particularly at the well, two-guard spot, which, which is not the two-guard spot of the 90s. You know, two guards aren't nope. valued as much as the three now. So he no. needs to be really good for that style of money. And, I mean, I like that they're going young. And, yeah, sure, there's some talent, but I have to agree with what my man said. They need more talent. The, the Knicks will get that winning culture when the front office is healthy. It looks like they're moving it. And they're going to have to look up in the draft and get a guy that can be a star. To, right. to play with KP, you build along the pieces they have. Hornacek, if he wants to play defense, he can actually go small. He's got some versatility. You could play Lee, Nilakina yeah. because he, he, he can guard multiple positions, hopefully. So you could play yeah. them at the same time with Hardaway and go small. But that doesn't mean they're going to win. they got to learn how to play hard every night and defend. For sure. No, yeah, I and I think adding Nilakina is a is a really good step in that direction because he's got that kind of mindset, that defensive mindset, that yeah. grind it out, work hard mindset, and that's that's what yeah. they they need some players like that. And that Euro ball was worked really just, well last year. Yeah, I was that's just true. saying it's not impossible with how weak it is for them to at least make the AC. Right. I don't think they should purposely try to tank again to get another. A uh, good spot in the draft to get another young player to then go. Okay, well we got enough youth now. Let's actually try to win. Like, no, I mean you can you can just go out there. I mean, let's let's be real. It's the Knicks. If they can find a way to lose, they will. So we don't have to worry about that. But it's a matter of if you can have a good record and a good season, something to build off of. Let's try to do that. Let's not purposely tank. Right. Let's not have no, a Brooklyn next season. That's all I'm saying. Right. They have no not have a yeah, there. and I'm down south, like with my Hawks being like, "Yeah, y'all, y'all give Hardaway 18 million, Tank City. Come on, <laughs> let's go get us Michael Porter." <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, maybe Hardaway. You know, maybe Hardaway. Maybe he's ready to step up. I like that he's working out with D Wade. You know, D Wade has been co-signing him. We'll see. I mean, here's the thing. To me, winning culture for the Knicks means Dolan is off doing whatever. He has doing nothing with basketball operations. Mills is running an organization that can get out of its way and actually be professional and not disgrace itself. Hornacek is emphasizing defense. 
and the Knicks are becoming a team, win, lose, or draw, that are going to be very, very physical with you, be a little ornery, and make it hard for you to get wins against them. That, to me, is building a winning culture, even if they lose. I want to see right. Yeah, well, that, they need to not kick that's Charles Oakley out of the damn building every time he comes in, man, because that's, that, right. that's that mindset. You want that, you want that Charles Oakley mindset. Right, right. I mean, you can even mindset. see you can see a poor man's you can see a poor man's kind of Orlando magic of '09 here. Put Porzingis at the five when Willie's not in the game. Go small, spread them out with the best shooters. See what you can do offensively. See if you can play frenetic defense with that lineup. And maybe you can you know maybe you can surprise some people and win games. I think they'll try to do that. But my expectations, the ceiling's pretty low for this team. Yeah, okay. yeah, I if, think if I think you, you got a reasonable expectation there. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you were getting at, Joel, I understand that. I was just saying, no need to tank. Let's actually try to build a respectable winning culture. Tank, that's, that's the reason I want to get rid of Melo, because I don't want to tank. I want the young guys to win it. And if we rely on a guy that's not going to be here next year for sure, <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the point? You know what I mean? Don't, don't worry about oh, so him. Your, him your issue was more so... Your issue was more so mellow and less about what I was saying about winning. It was more so you just no, need mellow to go. He does. He just does. Uh, we'll all, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna okay. we're gonna get to that. <laughs> we're gonna get to some mellow talk later uh, when we when we uh, break down all of the big moves, big dominoes that have fallen, and and uh, you know maybe Carmelo is the next one to fall. But right now, I want to go on to. Um, you know, we've, we've broken down – and Bryce, man, feel free to stay on. If you've got a death brother, go ahead. But uh, feel free to stay on if you want to uh, continue chatting with us. Um, so we're, we're going to go into, you know, where where do Cleveland and Boston go from here? Because, I mean, I think you've got one team that's – that's you know, you've got two teams that are on very divergent paths. you got one team that, uh, you know, I think – I believe it was either Jawan or Chris who said that, you know, they're, they're kind of um, – Cleveland's kind of just grasping for straws, you know, like they, they made a good deal, but it's like, man, they are just, they're just trying to do every little thing they can to keep LeBron happy. Um, and then you got Boston who's just been like, like meticulously and methodically building this, this, this unit that they have. So let's break down Cleveland first. Uh, I want to throw it back to Chris. We haven't heard from you in a minute, Chris, where do you think Cleveland goes from here? You know, they got the Brooklyn asset. Obviously they got Thomas. You know, one has to think their biggest uh, their biggest concern is is keeping LeBron happy, trying to keep LeBron in Cleveland. Um, you know, what what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, like I said, I'm gonna bring it back to defense again because you know defense wins championships, and uh, you know what brings to mind is that the fact that that stretch of bad defense that the that the Cavs had last year. When I'm talking about missing assignments. Don't know what the heck is going on. LeBron is arguing with guys on the sideline. Kyrie wanted to leave, to be honest with you. But um, uh, but these, but these, but the, the thing is that what what they really need to do is just really, you know, LeBron is getting old. I mean, LeBron, is, you know, I mean, we're going to you know see this league without LeBron one day. So I mean, the, the, what the Cavs really need to do because you know the Cavs, you know, LeBron is going to end up leaving. Um, not a hundred percent. Not 100% sure, but that's where he's projected to, projected to go to Los Angeles or anything like that. I mean, the Cavs, really, what they really need to do, they need to rebuild. I mean, you're getting former, getting former uh, MVPs. You're getting guys here. Like I said, they, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to find uh, 
we're trying to find an answer, you know, but you, you know, it's madness because you can't keep doing the same thing all the time. You know, you're trying to grab people from here, washed up guys there. I mean, it's not going to work. So I think that, to be honest, you know, they they got to tank. So they got to rebuild. They got to get draft picks and they got to, they got to start over from scratch. So, so I guess in your perspective, then they should, there's no, no way that you would, uh, if you're, if you're Cavs management, there's no way that you would try to take that pick that you just got and, kind of uh, use that as an asset to bring in, you know, maybe another player. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it's time to rebuild. Get your, yeah. get, get the pick. Got the, got the, got the Brooklyn pick. Get that pick. You know, it's not guaranteed it's going to be, you know, in the in the top five or whatever. Get your pick. But the thing is that you got you got to think about long term because, like I said, LeBron is not going to be there. If you can't keep LeBron happy, LeBron is not going to stay there. And that's and that's a fact. Because you know yeah. he, he's going to go to another team. He wants to. LeBron just wants to win, or whatever he wants. He wants to win. So if you can't keep him happy, he's not winning. Then he doesn't want to be there. Uh, and I guarantee you, if the Cavs do cannot contend for another title, if they cannot beat Boston, because I I'm, I'm saying this now, call me crazy, because they're going to meet in the Eastern Conference uh, Conference Finals, and they don't win, LeBron's definitely going to leave. Yeah, that I think you're absolutely right there. I mean, it would it would kind of draw all the parallels of the 2010 season when they lost to Orlando and then he went to Miami, um, you know, right. thereafter. Um, so uh, I'm gonna pass it over to you, Joel. Um, where do you see uh, Cleveland going from here? Do you think that they should uh, hold on to that pick in, in case you know LeBron leaves? Do you think they should maybe try and, and package that to get better this season? Um, or maybe a little bit of both, if possible. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you always settle for the middle, so you always try to do a little bit of both. But you can't get rid of that pick because uh, I can't take that chance with fucking LeBron might leave. If It's not yeah. a foregone conclusion, but it's almost a foregone conclusion, and that's your future. You can't do that. <laughs> like you can't. You, that's mm-hmm. that was the best part of that trade was the fact that they got a future asset just in case right. LeBron you know, bounces, and that leaves them with almost nothing. And that was the biggest problem because when he's gone, they're just stuck with like bad contracts, and that's not cool either. So I think you can't give up this future asset. You just can't. It, it's just you can't trust it because even if you get someone back, it has to be some, has to be someone on a good contract in terms of like long term. If you're going to trade for, if you're going to if you're going to give up that asset, it has to be someone you can trust is going to be there long term, or else it's not worth it. Or else you're just trying to yeah. give up your future for one last go at a final uh, championship run, and I don't think that's worth it because I think they're good enough to get to the finals at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, damn. Like Joel, you like coming in hot, man. You're like, hey, motherfuckers, like <laughs> this is what needs to happen. Um, uh, Jawan, man, what do you, what do you think? You're with me, right? You got you got to package that pick, and you got to go get Demarcus Cousins. Tell me you're with me, man. Absolutely, <laughs> Nick. I am dead on with you. Think about this: Derrick Rose or Isaiah Thomas as your starter, J.R. Smith, uh, Jay Crowder, Kevin Love, uh, Demarcus Cousins. That lineup is still a very respectable lineup. Even if you have to get rid of Kevin Love along with that pick, whoever you fill in at the four, uh, Rosa Isaiah, um, J.R., Crowder, whoever at the four, and DeMarcus Cousins, in the East, again, we keep forgetting, in the East can still be a very respectable uh, starting five. So I am most definitely getting rid of that pick. And it's not to keep LeBron happy 
for this season. It's so our fan base doesn't have to go through those Kyrie years that they went through again. So if you can get to Marcus and talk to him and he goes, you know what, I kind of like the, you know, the the culture of of the Cavs, the city, whatever, I'll sign a long-term deal with you guys. If you can get that as a guarantee, you get Kevin Love off the books, LeBron's gone in the summer, you can sign DeMarcus long-term, that works. I don't want to hold on to that pick and, you know, have to go through that whole rebuilding thing all over again. I would definitely love to package the pick, Kevin Love, maybe a few expiring contracts, and get a DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, because, you like I said, that's not Cousins. Huh? If it was for Anthony Davis, I'd say yes. Yeah. But if it's Cousins, no, that's just crazy talk, man. That's just crazy No, 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 no. I'm taking that chance even to get DeMarcus Cousins. Because what, what I'm walk. saying is, <laughs> but hear me. What you're saying is there's no guarantee he'll stay. What I'm saying is there's no guarantee that he won't re-sign with them. It's up in the air. It's no different than, than Boston uh, giving up what they gave up to get Kyrie when he's only on for this year and next year. So Not to mention DeMarcus no Cousins is fiercely loyal, man. Like, Look, he yes. was gonna, I, I really think he was going to stay with Sacramento had they kept him. He would have. Yes, he would have. So all I'm DeMarcus saying is, Cousins. It's going to turn into Chris Bosh from Miami. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know, LeBron, man. Yeah, it is. No, time out. Hold on, Joel. If LeBron could be – if LeBron could take a few games uh, – a few minutes off of the minute that he had to play last year and give them like to DeMarcus. Seven a game or some shit. Beat. Like, way exactly. too Look, you're telling me DeMarcus Cousins is loyal, right? And why would yeah. I yeah. trade a loyal player – to fucking Cleveland if I can keep him if I'm New Orleans. Because if you're New Orleans, it. the last thing you want you the last try. thing you want No, if you're New Orleans, the last thing you want is for teams to sit down with DeMarcus and for him to flirt with the idea of going anywhere else. So if you're them and you can get a sure uh. thing and Kevin Love, who still has a few years left, and a draft pick, you go with that Surround some more stuff around AD and continue that culture. So I don't know. So let, me, let me elaborate. Let, let me elaborate on that for just a second. Well, here's the thing. Let me elaborate on on it a, a little bit. And and I already know you you're not a huge fan of my uh, my proposals, Joel. So that's okay. I, I'm prepared for the for the, for the criticism. It's complicated. That's all. <laughs> no, no, it's not really that complicated. I mean, it's just uh, Kevin Love for DeMarcus Cousins and a pick swap. Like, they they that's get – uh, yeah, that that's it. And, like, you get uh, – like, New, oh, Orleans gets security. <laughs> New Orleans gets the security of having Kevin Love signed on for two years. They can play Love and Davis <sighs> together, play Davis at the five. Um, where really that's – honestly, that's where Davis should play. I mean, it, it would make more sense. Um, and then, you know, they have the security of, of having Love for two years, and when Love's contract is up in two years, so are the bad contracts of Agentia and um, of uh, uh, Omar Ashik, uh, which is roughly, I think, together like $16 million. If they were to give DeMarcus Cousins a max deal next year, they're going to be – 
over the luxury tax, and you can't go over the luxury tax if you're not even guaranteed to make the playoffs, much less like exactly. a true competitor. Exactly. So, like, that's more where and I'm I mean, coming from. I'm not saying that, honestly, like, I'm not saying, well, hold on one second. I'm not saying that they maybe couldn't get a better deal for DeMarcus Cousins. Maybe they could. But if that's the best deal you can get, I think at least mid-season, it, it, I, and I would do it now, but at, at least mid-season, if it's not working out, you've got you to gotta do something about that. So, like, if I'm the Cavs and I can kind of jump on that earlier before every other team starts getting in line to, to try and improve their team with DeMarcus Cousins, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try to do it. And if I can get the pick swap instead of just giving up the pick, like, you know, the New Orleans pick, it, what was it, number 10 last year? Like, let's mm-hmm. say it's, like, yeah. 12 or something, between 12 and, and 16 maybe, something like that. Like, that's still a reasonable pick to have if LeBron walks. And the thing is, too, like, no amount of picks is going to mean enough if LeBron walks. Like, if LeBron walks, your, right. your team is, is, is pretty decimated. So, like, you might as well try I mean, to go all in and, and just go all biggest- in for one more season. And no. if, you don't, thing, if you don't have that Brooklyn pick, then you just you, you you're just postponing your rebuild for one year. Like yeah. you're you're gonna suck next. And, you're gonna suck the following year and have a number, like a top three pick of your own. I mean, we also rebuild. we have to keep this we have to keep this in mind. Cleveland's not really good at drafting outside of Kyrie no. Lebron. They're just not really good at drafting. I mean, they drafted and those were both uh, like clear obvious number one, number one picks. Exactly, like, exactly. Any kind of Daisy, they make Bennett. the wrong choice. Yeah. Right. They drafted Anthony Bennett, number one overall. Stupid. They drafted Wiggins, who could potentially be a really great player in the league, and traded him for Kevin Love. Their front office does not make the best decisions when it comes to either draft picks or, or properly accessing um, their assets. So if I'm them, trade that, get DeMarcus Cousins, roll the dice on it. I mean, that's clearly what you did when you gave up Wiggins for Kevin Love. You rolled the dice on that, that that would work. You expect Cleveland and that to he make would a good trade. That's what you're saying. You expect Cleveland to make a good trade. Didn't you just say five minutes ago that they actually made a, a, a good trade, the best trade that no, they could? No, you're right. But just, that's what I mean. It's contradicting. Like They make good trades. You're, you're bashing them one way. You're hitting them on the other side. If I'm looking at this, I'm not going to look at it from the Cleveland side because all I hear is from Cleveland side. New Orleans has options. If I'm New Orleans. New Orleans North doesn't North have that many options, though, Joel, is what we're trying to say. Oh, you Cleveland? can't afford to have both. I'm sorry. Cleveland was the only guys that were going to offer people. I'm sorry. I just that. No, they're not. No, okay, I, so and Boston I alluded to that, Joel. I mean, I did say, I'm not, I did I'm say maybe Juwan. that's not the best deal they could get. Okay. 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 Right. So, so I only believe so Cleveland's at, in this. Just Cleveland. So look at it like this. The teams that can offer you the most, Boston, Cleveland with that draft pick. Who else, Joel? Who else can really offer them something that's worthwhile? And what, offering you, and what Boston's offering you is only a little bit sweeter than what uh, the Cavs can give you as far well, as that draft pick? pick. Yeah, but see, I don't think so Boston wants is, to mark his cousins because they would have gotten him last year. That's my point. That's my point. I think, if anything, they want AD, but there's no way in hell New Orleans is letting off of AD, and they just gave him that huge-ass contract. There's no way draft picks is enough to, to – there's no way draft picks is enough to lure AD away from the, the Pelicans. There would have to be some type of frustration between the two sides. 
for them to even consider moving him for just draft picks. So what I'm saying is the best offer you're going to get is from Cleveland. Not that many people want the Marcus Cousins. Not that many people. I disagree with that. I mean, the the Pelicans (laughs) traded like three nickels and a dime to actually get the Marcus Cousins. So if it was that goddamn easy to get them, you would have had better offers. They gave up. They got a good both. Oh, come on, Joel. They could have gotten so much more for DeMarcus Cousins. They could have got a bigger, more pronounced player at the moment, but in terms of future assets, they did pretty good. Yes, future yeah, assets I mean, I think, a more I think prominent the, well, player the thing for right was, now. The Kings, backs were, the Kings' backs were against the wall because of the way their, their pick protections worked. Because if, right. if, their, if their pick last year fell out of the top ten, then it went to the Bulls. So they had to tank, right. and with Cousins, he was just good enough to keep them like uh, a top twenty team in the league. So like their their backs were against the wall; they had to make a deal. Um, but I mean, but I do I do think it is telling, however, though that um, you know they were able to 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 roll the dice, and and it worked out in their favor. They got they got some uh, you know good draft picks out of it, and they turned that into like you know four pretty good players um, as far as who they drafted in, like, the top 35 um, yeah. and the trades that they made and everything else. But, like, but nevertheless, like, I I still – I still – I do agree with Juwan, though. Like, there, it, I do think that was kind of telling as, as to the market of the Marcus Cousins. And if that's what you got last year, I think getting – I think getting Kevin Love and, and the rights to swap to their pick for the Brooklyn pick, like if you if you can jump up five, six, seven spots in the draft, along with it, that's a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. I think you, I just, would do it. Let me just ask this. Let me just ask this, and then and then I'll I'll let you move on, Nick. If you wouldn't do that, Joel, we're getting we're getting off of that that whole Cleveland thing. If you wouldn't do Thanks. that. Right right now, do you have an idea? And if you don't, that's fine because I'm kind of asking you on the spot. So I understand if you don't. Would you don't. have any I'm idea? No, okay, that's what I'm saying. So if there's that many other better deals you can get for that oh, player. Awesome. Now, if you were if awesome. you were shopping if you were shopping AD, you'd get a billion great offers. Demarcus Cousins, as Nick just stated, his the you know the the temperature on Demarcus Cousins was was kind of, you know, we we were made aware of it when they weren't given that much for him when they traded for him. So, you know, the market on him wasn't as big as we thought it would be. So what I'm saying is you're not going well, now, to get much better of an offer well, now you're talking down an than something like that. I really want – I don't get it. No, no. <laughs> no, not yet. It's still too early. Yeah, to I was gonna say. Going. Yeah, and I was gonna say I get where you're coming from because, like, put it this way: let's say it's the trade deadline and you have that trade pending, and it's the trade deadline yeah. and you're like the the eleventh seed in the West. Then you would make the trade, right? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you wait, you want to you you'd wait that. till the trade? Yeah, I would not do that right now. If I'm New Orleans, I'm not he's saying he would wait. He's saying he would wait to see if they're going to be a playoff team or not. Right. Well, wait. Time out, Nick. Joel, what are you talking about? Me and Nick have stated that numerous times. Come trade but deadline. No. Nick just said is, earlier is he said when he's you doing have right a great now. idea. 
No, I did say, no, 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 Joel's right. I did say that, like, that's what I think the Cavs should try to pursue that, like, now. I think because I I do think – Nick didn't say – I don't think they're going to get it, but I I do think that they should pursue it now. And I think the Pelicans should consider it because of all the reasons that I listed. Now, I I do kind of side with Joel in the sense that I don't think they'll ultimately accept it, but I don't think it's a bad deal. Right. Right, okay. So let me say this, Joel. I, I apologize. I thought you were saying it's something that they shouldn't do at all. Now, if you're saying no, it's something good. you would wait till the trade the trade deadline for, I completely agree with you. I don't think they should necessarily jump the gun now, but like Nick said, it's something that if Cleveland calls between now and the trade deadline, you should be heavily thinking about. I would so always you have that I in your back pocket. I don't believe in that list. You know, I, I huh? always listen. I say I always listen. Yeah, I always yeah, yeah. listen. Right. So I'm saying that's something you can have in your back pocket, but as far as um, come trade deadline, if that team is still nowhere near the eighth seed in the West, you most definitely pull the trigger on an offer like that that Cleveland could give you, unless yeah. Boston's giving you Jalen Brown or Tatum in a draft pick, and then you take that. That's what I'm saying. Like the one, they have the best center and power forward in the league. It's like hard to say, ah, uh, fuck that. We're gonna trade one of them. Like I, we gotta at least try. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. I okay. got you. In, in that I, term, I, feel in you. That term, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Yeah. All right, we got a, we got a caller on the line, so I'm going to uh, punch you in, man. Uh, what's your name? And uh, uh, we're kind of just discussing where we think the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers go from here um, after the Kyrie IT trade. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to clean up the whole last segment, but, hell, y'all just fixed all of it right now when you brought up the trade <laughs> deadline, the fact that just uh, – the Pelicans have to wait to see how it goes first, no matter what, because you don't just move somebody uh, before you see what you really have with those two playing together with extended minutes. Uh, I guess the big thing is we got to stop saying uh, the market for somebody as if, you know, it's like it, it exists in a vacuum. You had the Vlade Divac uh, general manager's office, which everybody was trying to fleece. You got to add that in there. Everybody knew they had to trade them, so that made the conditions of the trade different. That doesn't mean that the Marcus Cousin only gives you back, you know, X value. It doesn't really mean that. He's a great player, and so conditions are different. You'll get much better. You'll get a much better uh, bounty back for him. But I, I agree I with that. I agree with that in a general sense, but you, you do have to also realize that Cousins is on a one-year deal. So anybody who trades for him knows that he can walk in the off-season. So I, I don't right, think his right. market so necessarily increases that bit. much. Yeah, yeah but and that's, that's exactly what I'm. But saying. I agree so with every, you. Every, I agree with you. We right. shouldn't do it in a vacuum. Right. So there there is no necessary market for a player, and that's what it is. No, everything that's the ancillary parts of it add up to what the trade is. So it's not right. necessarily this is DeMarcus Cousins' market. That's, that's all I was hitting. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to work out well either way. Uh, that roster is just not really good, and you're you're asking a lot of guys who are really average to be better than that around those two guys. It's <laughs> yeah. difficult to do. We're going to see a high usage rate of those two guys, and I don't know what that's going to lead to. Uh, as far as Cleveland, yeah, I mean, yeah, you trade the pick if you can because you're going for a championship this year. If LeBron leaves, you're, you're back to the value of your franchise shrinking immediately. So, yeah, you, you go for the chip uh, regardless of the pick. You'll get, a pick, uh, you'll get another pick again, as, as somebody stated earlier. But uh, this was a good trade, though, man. 
no matter what, both sides got what they wanted. They did, Boston didn't have to pay Isaiah. Cleveland was able to get back somebody who could provide some scoring and some shooting you know, while moving a, a young Kyrie that they didn't really want to move. But it appears LeBron kept the kid out of his inner circle, and, you know, he got a little mad about it. But that's life, man. So go out there and be, and be the fake point guard that you are, score that you are. But, uh, you know, this is an interesting offseason, man. Like, we're seeing the NBA act in a way that we've never seen. It's kind of exciting that teams are willing to make moves now. They're less hesitant. But, you know, you also got the factor of chemistry. And we're going to have to see how many of these teams to where they made these big deals to where you're moving so many parts, how long it takes guys to play well together. It's a horrible example because you're talking about an all-time great team adding an all-time great player. So it's like that doesn't really factor in. But every other team, OKC and everybody else, they they got some stuff to work out. So I, I want to see how that works. But uh, Yeah, and which, Miami which I think would be the really, best uh, example. Yeah, 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 my, yeah. Be the best example of of you know it, it taking a, a team a year. You know, I mean, they couldn't get past Dallas that first year. It took them that extra year until they were able to to you know really get cohesive and and for LeBron to kind of step up as the best player on that team and D Wade to kind of play the Robin to his Batman. Right, yeah, and then that that Dallas zone, and we never talk about those veterans that were with Dirk. We just call it the Dirk chip, and we forget Tyson Chandler, all time great on defense. Not John Marion, Jason Kidd, John Marion, Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd the Jason Gary. general that he is. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I, Jason, I love that Dallas Jason team. Jerry drinking during that period. He was hitting <laughs> Yeah, right. With, hey with man, sauce. people, people, man, people, <laughs> man. I, I had to, I had to get on to people the other day. I was, I, are you a Hawks fan, man? I said, I saw you had a Atlanta number. I mean, why you gotta bring that up, man? Because I'm a Hawks fan. Well, I'm a Hawks fan. So, uh, so, but man, I I was like arguing with some people the other day. I was like, man, like I know he was on some really terrible Hawks teams, but man, I I now I would have to think twice before omitting Jason Terry from the all-time Hawks Hawks 2K team. Like Jason Terry was really good when he played for the Hawks. Like. Really, really good. People always sleep on him, man. Hey, oh, when you start looking at that team and you see Stacy Augman's name, it's like, yeah, JT should be on there. Stacy yeah, Augman, right? That, that's that's yeah. that's really really bad. But hey, what are you gonna do? We're the Hawks. Yeah, afterthought. That's how they treat. Yeah. So, yep, what, no what, doubt. what do you see for Dennis though this year? High high tempo, losing team. What do you see for Dennis? You see twenty and ten. As a possibility, yeah, I think that's not right. Maybe more like maybe more like eight and a little for a few maybe a few more points. Maybe like twenty two and eight. Um, mm. I could see something like in that ballpark. Um, I mean, I definitely think he's the best player on the team. He's gonna, um, you know, he's gonna be the the primary focus. I'm honestly, man, I'm more interested in seeing what John Collins does this year. Like, I, I hope he gets some big minutes off the bench. Um, and then yeah. by the end of the season becomes the starter, just like Torian Prince did last season. Because, um, I mean, I think if they get him worked in and, and work him like they did Prince, I think by come season season's end, he'll be, and maybe even sooner since, you know, we're not really trying to necessarily win games, um, you know, maybe even sooner, maybe by the all-star break, you know, we can we can move Ilyasova to the bench and then, you know, start starting college. I like them in yeah, the summer Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, in the summer league, he was great. I mean, he was no Jason Tatum, but you know, he he was pretty damn good. 
Uh, speaking yeah. of Tatum, uh, so I want I want to move on uh, with Boston. Let's, we gotta we gotta get get on them. Well, where do they go next? Um, you know, as far as you know, we talked about Cleveland. Uh, let's let's talk about Boston. Uh, Chris, I want to start with you. Uh, where do you think the Celtics go from here? Um, I mean, I'm really I'm really excited to actually see what they can do with all all the guys they added. Um, but I think you know, in the long term, um, if if I can see um, Gordon Hayward actually become go from like an All Star kind of like a superstar status and I mean like you know when he's on the Utah Jazz you know for me he was kind of sketchy sometimes for me uh, you know you're supposed to be this guy's supposed to be your star your guy your go-to you know sometimes he didn't show up in a big moment you know but I mean I'm really excited if he he can become a two-way player um, and especially I, I really want to see what um, Jalen Brown is going to do because I mean he's like really mm-hmm. exciting to watch I just want to see him grow and actually see what they can do. But that whole team all together, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a championship team. If they're able to defend like they should and actually put the ball in the basket, because they got a lot of guys that can do that. Um, produce. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can have a, they can have a couple of championships. I mean, they might, might, might have to bring it back, man. They might, might, go, might go like two, might go two, two championships in a row. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Joel, where, where do you think Boston goes from here? I think um, I think it's too early to tell, honestly, with them. I, I need to see what mm-hmm. pops up. I, I got to see how this team works. First of all, they they added a yep. couple new pieces. Um, not to say it's not going to work. I think they're all good. Well, a couple, players. man. They only got four returning players from last year's <laughs> roster. Oh. All right, man. That's an understatement. <laughs> um, <laughs> They 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 definitely I gotta see what they get to do first. I need to see what they're missing. That right now they're still a little bit weak in terms of bigs. I still don't think they have enough bigs to compete long term. Um, but at the moment they're still stacked. I mean they got they got a great team with Kyrie and Hayward. And I, I also want to see what Jalen Brown could do. We saw some good things last year with him. Um, uh, uh, Marcus Morris, I like him. He's pretty. Sparky, I like he's a really good player, a uh, good stretch forward for what they what 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 the NBA is turning into. Uh, Al mm-hmm. Horford kind of had a weak postseason, but I, he's always been a solid player, uh, an all-star caliber player. Just hopefully he can keep that part up. If Boston plans to succeed, he needs to step up. Um, and, of course, that bench, um, Jason Tatum, we'll see if he can do it in the regular season like he did it in the fucking summer league because he, he definitely killed it. Uh, Rose yeah, is going to get a lot more playing time now. Marcus Smart is always a grimy, grindy type of tough combo guard at this point. And um, I don't, who's the backup center right now? For Boston? I forget. Baines. 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 From Detroit. Baines is solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's Yeah, I don't really – but that's what I mean. They're kind of weak in terms of depth. But aside from that, they're going to be a good team. We'll see how good they are. That's where I'm at. I'm not yeah. still too early to tell what they can do, you know. Yeah, yeah and I, mean, I agree with you in terms of the bigs. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand understanding that, you know, the, you always got to have a post presence. You know, you need somebody to actually defend the paint. But, you know, you, you got to keep it real. Today, in today's game, this is a guards game now. I mean, if you, if your big man can't step out and shoot a three, <laughs> like, your offense is kind of useless, you know. Um, you need, like, it's becoming a guards game. So, you know, you need that big guy 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. They do need a defensive presence, ain't? But you know, they're looking pretty good to me. Um, I don't think they need that much of a post score. I think Horford, you know, did just a bit um, the scoring the post. But other than that, I think they're pretty solid. They're pretty good. Yeah, can, can I get in on this? If y'all yeah. mind. Yeah, because yeah, I, sure. I completely disagree with you guys. I, I think they're built for the future. I think the post-LeBron era, I think they're they're right on the cusp of being what you need to be. Uh, you got extended minutes for the two young guys now because you cleared the decks. But I think this is a step backwards to take a step forward. Uh, you got all these young guys who are going to play a lot, means a lot of mistakes. Kyrie is a horrible defender, as we know. Gordon Hayward, not really a good defender. So they got to work that out. Al Horford's not the best at switching on screen, so he's going to get caught up in a lot of the junk uh, in the half court. That's going to be a problem. Uh, There's a lot. Like, look, the the coaching genius boy wonder is going to throw fits at Kyrie sometimes for pounding the ball. They're going to have to work that relationship out. Like, there's a lot that's going (laughs) on. But their age is the biggest factor. So when LeBron gets a little older in the East, they're going to rule the East in a few years. But I, I think this year they take a step backward and they're not nowhere near what they were last year as far as record and everything else. But they'll be better for it. So I, I think it's a smart move. But this year I, I think you can scrap this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think here's my thing. I think as long as LeBron is in the East, you know, and, and still playing at the level that he's been playing at, even like, I mean, eventually he's going to hit that, you know, 30-year-old wall that all normal 30-year-olds have already hit. (laughs) And uh, obviously LeBron is just not a normal human being. I mean, just his physicality and stamina and everything else is is remarkable. Um, But uh, eventually he's going to hit it, and when that happens, they will be – you're right, their age is at just the right time. You got Hayward, who's 27. He's the oldest of their – um, of their main core, I'm not counting Horford because I think I think they'll move Horford at some point. Um, but with with him, Kyrie, and then you got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and I think that is the core four that you're going to see them build around going forward. I mean, I think the way that the league is shifting, and and you, you want to have multiple guys who can play multiple positions, and I think Brown, Hayward, and Tatum you'll see them all play uh, on the court at the same time. Um, and I think you'll see a lot of that this season. And I do agree with you, man, that you, you're probably going to uh, probably not going to win as many games this season um, because you are going to be playing some younger players and they, they, don't, they haven't been playing together for years like last year's team. Um, but I, I think it was the right trade because I think in the years to come, it's going to set them up just so beautifully. And – I also see them, you know, they, they still have a bevy of assets. They got the, the Lakers pick. They got the next year. Um, well, it, it'll either be that or it'll be the Sacramento pick in 2019. They have the Memphis pick in 2019, first round. They have the Clippers pick in 2019, first round. Um, I still see them trying to put a package together and getting Anthony Davis maybe a year or two down the road. If New Orleans – it's just not working out, and it gets to the point where Anthony Davis is in, you know, has two years left on his deal, or maybe just one year left on his deal. There, I think they're going to put a package together and go get Anthony Davis, and then you'll be looking at Kyrie Brown, Hayward, 
Tatum, and Anthony Davis. And I think when that happens, if that happens, then you're going to be looking at Warriors 2.0. Yeah. I mean, a lot of if. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at it, I look at it, what I see from Boston going forward, I am one of those weird people that actually thinks they're going seven games against the Cavs, and it's up in the air at that point. Um, I'm sorry, there's just too many things about the Cavs outside of LeBron I don't trust. Um, and losing Kyrie only amplifies not trusting those aspects. Um, I do think it's going to be an adjustment for, Ky- for Kyrie. He's going to have to be uh, more pass-savvy than scoring. Uh, and it's going to be really different for him. But I think he's going to buy it. I think he's, he's wanted a chance to show that he could be a leader. He could be the guy. And he's not going to squander that. He's going to buy into it. It's going to be a little rocky at the beginning. Um, but he's going to buy into that. Uh, Gordon Hayward, a.k.a. Uh, Baby Bird, I think he's going to block him into a better player. Um, I was waiting for Boston. I was waiting for, I was waiting for Boston to get themselves a goon. And they went out and got more. He's a guy who's not afraid to guard LeBron. He's the guy that wants to guard LeBron. And he can definitely help them out uh, offensively by stretching uh, the court also. Um, Jalen Brown, really good season last year. I think he definitely has a um, a more improved season than that this year. Uh, Smart coming back again off the bench uh, to lead those young guys. That definitely helps. Horford's definitely going to um, – I, I think he's going to show up when they need him to. Uh, I think last year what hurt them so much is when Isaiah went down – they were looking at him to be the guy. He's never going to be the guy. Um, so now that there's more people than just him as far as carrying the scoring load, uh, he can kind of fit in where they need him rather than being that guy. Um, I, you know, I definitely, I definitely see Boston not winning as many games as they did last year, mainly because I think losing Avery Bradley uh, is going to definitely hurt. Uh, more so than I, I thought it was going to. Um, but I definitely see them still maybe second, third seed. I don't really see teams that are head over heels better than them in the East um, outside of maybe Cleveland, but that's only because they have LeBron. But as far as, uh, you know, going on to, into the future, Boston's definitely going to uh, be that team that's going to represent the East. But I'm just saying I don't think it's a done deal that LeBron makes the finals again this year. Um, losing Kyrie is definitely going to hurt them a lot more than people are, are uh, giving Kyrie credit for. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is a scorer, but he's nothing like Kyrie Irving. Um, he's just not. He can't, score. he can't score from as many different ways as Kyrie can. I disagree now, with that. Uh, everyone – yeah, yeah, I think that actually it, helps, yeah. though, because yeah. you're talking about not pounding the ball, Kevin Love probably being a little but more time effective, out. Time and out. Isaiah time out, being more time of out. a shooter. You see what I mean? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The two seasons the Cavs had this year and last year, uh, as far as the finals, not regular season, who cares about that, as far as the finals, do the Cavs do half of what they did both seasons without Kyrie? Yeah, but I mean, you can ask that for any team if you're talking about one of their main components, though. So, I mean, that doesn't really change anything. Hold on, time out, time out. I'm I'm getting to a point here. I'm getting to a point here. 
what Kyrie did in those two finals. Well, I won't say last year necessarily because it was really rocky. The year before, we'll go that year. Do you see Isaiah Thomas being as effective as Kyrie yeah, Mr. Was Fourth Quarter in the man. finals? Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah is clutch, son. Yeah. Offensively, I, I do I see him know. being as effective. We'll and the, we'll the, my, my biggest con- not my biggest concern is on the on the defensive end, and obviously Kyrie is no no defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not known for that. But they were able to successfully hide him on Clay Thompson, and he was able to. You know, Clay just he wasn't he wasn't at peak performance as far as his shooting stroke in the finals last year. But if you put a five I don't care what they say. He's 5'8", tops. If you put a 5'8", dude, on Clay Thompson, dude, Clay Thompson, I just don't see him have being like – I mean, what, what – Kyrie, Coach, I can't forget. I, how, how tall is Kyrie? He's, what, 6'2"? Six 6'1", six 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 something like that. Like, he's, he's got a he's, – he's got a good, like, four or five inches on IT. So, like – you know that that and and you know you add that extra wingspan in like he can at least get a hand in the face. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for yeah, saying but, it because I'm five seven, but like I see he can't even get a hand in the face of Clay, man. You can't hide yeah, him on I, Clay I, like you can Kyrie. I, well, I think it proves himself to be a better defender than what we saw the last two years. Why the offensive workload, the running around screens, catching those knees in the thigh, getting beat up all the time. And resting on defense, that's what you have to do when you're carrying the load. So I think now – Yeah, but there's no substitute for being 5'8", man. Yeah, he'll be able to yeah, put a little no more into defense. That. So but, I mean, he won't I, be as I'd bad. Even, even but Kyrie is bad defensively. Like, we can't act like he can I didn't, like, No, he no, is. No, I preface my is, statement think, with that, but he still you – can't, you can't supplement height. Right. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, Kyrie hell, are we going to see Clay shoot that badly again ever? I wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Talk about Clay. Clay is. I'm. I'm sorry, but Clay is the, the what is. I'm sorry. The best. The best defender, best offensive player in the league right now. The two way player because I'm telling you, he can he can Ooh, guard any. The well, there's man, a guy the in San Antonio, but he is a good defender though. You, you can yeah, we gotta give him that respect. But I think Clay Thompson, like you ask me right now, who's the best player on the Warriors? On the Warriors, I'll say Clay Thompson, just because he can defend and oh. he can. He can You're and crazy. he can off and score. That's just me. Well, so, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I can't. On, I mean, Kevin Durant, man. Did, did you see Kevin Durant Kevin playing Durant defense last, last year? year? Like, exactly. He, yeah. he showed last year he could play defense, like, on a high yeah. level. Three yeah. and four. What's crazy is, what's crazy is <laughs> yeah. he's a better ever. offensive – he's a better offensive player than Kawhi Leonard, and he showed that if he put his mind to it, he could be just as uh, effective defensively as some of the best defensive-minded guys in the league. He played defense. Yeah, I mean, he was getting blocked like crazy. KD is Absolutely. the second best was player crazy. in the league. Like, we, we, yeah. was crazy like, I, I know it's, 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 it's fun mm. to talk about him now, but, I mean, we got to respect that dude, man. Still second yeah, he's the second. Yeah, he's the second best player in the league. And, and, and like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is my favorite player on that team, but he's the third best player on that team. Yeah, I mean, you got to give props. I mean, Steph Curry won two MVPs in a row, man. Like, yeah. Wait, Nick, you said third? Yeah, I think I put him above Draymond. I wouldn't say third. I wouldn't say I don't know if I put him above Draymond. 
Yeah, that's fair. Dre, I, I, I just think Draymond, I think, Draymond I think, you, I think he's Draymond got a limited role because suffered. of the way the team is constructed. But I think if you put right. him on any other team, if you put Clay Thompson on on like twenty other teams in the league, he would probably be your go-to guy. If not, yeah, he would definitely he be your number two guy. This past, this, the, this past the, season in the playoffs. But his defense was like the man. Like I see the man hyping oh, him. Yeah. But that defense was great. Like yeah. he played yeah. everybody. The so, only mm-hmm. reason I give it to Draymond over Clay is because he does more in different areas than yep. Clay. Basketball. That's team. the only reason Draymond why I Green. give the edge to Draymond. Feels. You see, I might have done it a couple years you know ago, but Draymond, Draymond kind of like, I don't know, man. He he. he like, I, and it's probably just because they brought KD in. So, again, his role is kind of limited um, yeah, in what he role, does, I mean, just like Clay. I don't think, but, I, man, I don't, I don't know. I still, I, I feel like, you know, it's a wing league, and, like, Clay is just one of those – I mean, he he's a wing defender who's also, like, a deep threat constantly. He is the ultimate 3 and D player. Yeah, but yeah, Draymond absolutely. is the guy who makes those switches, doesn't make you lose a step on the pick and roll so you yeah, can get over absolutely. to your man. He That's calls what I was out saying, locations yeah. correctly, uh, and the emotional part of it of holding people accountable. Like, dude, Draymond is a basketball cracker. genius. None of us saw this coming. Like, we got to give it to that. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, so I agree. Only, I agree. I mean, he's I great. I just, I just, so. I just put Clay just slightly above him. That's all. It's close. Well, it's close. There ain't no doubt. I mean, you're dealing with four superstars, so you know. I mean, yeah. whatever order you want to put them in, you know. But I don't. I the only place where I just absolutely have to draw the line is that uh, Kevin Durant is the best player on that team. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and and I, I got to say with Boston, man, I, 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 like, everybody's penciling them in with Cleveland. I think Bo- I think Washington or Toronto, I think they have a problem there if they talk about a series with either one of those teams, and you may see them go home. And we've seen Maybe this all the time. I don't think Toronto – gets beat by a veteran team who probably is not as this. good talent-wise, but man, I will say this. I'm just throwing mine out there. I understand. No, 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 no. I want to agree with you. I want to agree with you. Washington is one of those sleeper teams that could put Cleveland out in seven. Now, the only yeah. reason why I will never mention Toronto is because they have come out and verbally <laughs> said that they acknowledge Cleveland as a big brother. So whenever you're <laughs> mentally in that space, that you know those guys are better than you, there's no way I could ever give you an advantage over somebody you already know is better than you. Washington that's like is those the, kind That's of like guys. the Pedro Martinez Yankees thing. Who's your yeah. daddy? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I could never do that. I mean, LeBron was, LeBron was pulling guys out and stopping them from subbing themselves out in that Toronto series. I mean, he was like, he was doing ridiculous turnaround. Like, he was just completely disrespecting that organization. Washington now, those are a bunch of young, hungry guys that could care less about LeBron or his legacy. They're just ready to take it to him. They're a they 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 when, when John Wall starts throwing up signs, you're in trouble. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think and the thing was, was, man, he just – the thing was, last year he just got gassed in that last game. You know, like yeah. I mean, you could just see it. He had just he had just put everything all out on that court, and he just didn't have any more I'll to say give. This. I'll say this. I'll say if Boston has to see Washington before they get to Cleveland, I wouldn't bet against 
Boston not seeing the Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't bet yeah. against that. But if you're asking me right now who would I put in there on paper, it's Boston and Cleveland. I'd never yeah, put Toronto absolutely. in that conversation. Uh-uh. It's only between three teams for me, Washington, Boston, and Cleveland. Yeah. Mm. Well, and not to mention you got to factor in, too, like uh, Toronto had to had to basically move Damari Carroll just to save in cap space. And granted, yep. Damari Carroll could never do that much for, for them. He he was always banged up. He never quite fit yep. in like he did at Atlanta. Um yeah, but nevertheless, I mean, you got that, um, and uh, um, they lost. Who they lose? They lost somebody. Some they they weren't able they to lost Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Patterson. Patterson. That's Patrick right. Patterson. Patrick Patterson's gone. Um, so yeah, you know, see, you I, keep Ibaka, you keep Lowry, guys. you still got DeRozan. Yeah, you di- they did add um, uh, Miles, CJ Miles, and I think he'll be I think he'll be a formidable player for them. Um, and you got Valanciunas. That's right. They lost. They had to. They had to move Corey Joseph. So, like, and and I like Van Fleet, but Van Fleet ain't Corey Joseph. So, I, I just don't think they're. I don't even think they're a better team this year. Yeah, yeah. right. So, well, I mean, Kyle's right. mental fragility is a problem, but I, I don't know. I just think they'll be. I lost. Oh. We don't know how old Serge is. That's the issue. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> like he's forty. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold he got on, knees hold on, like he's are you, are you saying? Hold on. Are you saying that you're picking Raptors to beat Boston or Raptors to represent the East? No, oh, no, just to beat Boston. I'm saying Washington oh, and Toronto, okay, I okay, think, okay. are bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. heels to climb for Boston. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's all. Okay, I'm sorry. Let, let me not disrespect the Raptors that way. I won't say that they have no <laughs> shot of beating Boston. They most definitely don't have a shot of beating LeBron ever. But Boston, right. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't necessarily rule them out of that either. So I apologize. I thought you were saying to represent the East, and I'm like, there's no way they're ever beating LeBron James. I'm sorry. The way yeah. you disrespected them last year, I don't ever, and they didn't necessarily get better uh, than they were last year. Like Nick was saying, they didn't get worse, but they didn't get better. I, I, I don't see it. I'd, I'd have to see game seven. They're up by five with like two seconds left to actually believe that they have a chance of beating the Cavaliers. Yeah, and okay. even then, I'd be like, man, LeBron about to pull off of, like some some uh, some Washington shenanigans. Yeah, gonna pivot, gonna love gonna toss it down court. He's gonna pivot at the three and nail it, and then steal it like Reggie Miller and drain another three or something. Like I still wouldn't have faith. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even give them a, a chance to beat Boston, honestly. But um, but yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, so yeah. uh, so man, it's been a crazy off season. We had kind of alluded to this earlier. I mean, we had we had Chris Paul go to Houston. We had Paul George go to OKC. Jimmy Butler to Minnesota. Gordon Hayward to Boston. Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland, and now Kyrie to Boston. Um. So I, I made I made kind of reference to it earlier. Is is I mean, with all these dominoes falling, the one domino that's still up that that everybody knows is going to fall eventually, but we just don't know when, is Carmelo Anthony. Um, do do y'all think Carmelo gets dealt? Like, do you think there is a trade out there that he would agree to 
that the Knicks would agree to, and he would finally get moved. Uh, I want to start with yes. you, Joel, because I know how bad you want to move him. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to move him. I really do. I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame I, you, brother. I, we got to do it. It's not that I don't like him. I, I do. I always have a special place for Carmelo in my heart. He wanted to come to New York. How many people actually want to come to New York? It's just not that simple all the time. So it's not that I want to get rid of him. It's just that we have to. We got to start anew. You got to go young, and you can't do it. You can't rebuild with him there. You just can't. It's it's and and that's just from the Knicks' perspective. You're looking at it for Melo. It's time for him to go somewhere where he can do something and win a championship. Go somewhere where you have a chance to at least get into the playoffs, maybe even the conference finals. Like Houston, I know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy to get him there, but try at least try open your mind and if not Houston somewhere where you could be be at least not in New York where you're like looked down upon. You're he's a great player. He should be somewhere where he can win. Yeah, man. I mean, I I feel you there. Like that's that's uh, kind of almost my exact sentiment. Um, Chris, what do, what do you think? Uh, do you, do you, well, hey, first, Nick. first of all, wait, hold on. Let me, let me go back to Joel for a second. Cause you didn't really answer the question. You, you oh. answered the question of, do you think he should be moved? The question is, do you think he will be moved? Um, eventually. I don't think he's going to be moved until at, at the very least the trade deadline at this point, unless they surprise gotcha. me and he gets traded soon, you know, but I think Nick, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Jamal. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I just want to say Chris had to go. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. No worries, no worries. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, uh, so, Jawan, uh, what what are your thoughts, man? Um, I, I'll say this. Uh, being an actual realist, uh, Melo does kind of have to go. I just, I desperately don't want him to actually go. Um, I mean, kind of like Joel said, I mean, him and Amar Stoudemire are like the only people that wanted to come to the Knicks. And it that. was like a, a gray area before then and a gray area since then. So it's like, Chandler like wanted, to yeah. wanted to be there. Who wanted to be there? Tyson Chandler. He wanted to be there. Oh, did. come on, Nick. Uh, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yes, he did, though. He did, though. Hey, man, Tim Tyson Hardaway Chandler made an all star game. Made, t- no, 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 Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler made an all-star game there in New York. Like, he, he yeah, was – was he, so, you know, like, don't – don't man, Tyson Chandler, good player. It was a good player. I got that is true. Prime Tyson was solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I'll give you that. I will say this, though. Um, I, I answer your first question. I don't think he'll be dealt before the start of the season. I do think he'll be dealt before the end of the – uh, the end of the season, but I don't think he'll be dealt before um, the That's season tough. actually starts. Um, yeah. I will say this, though. If I'm Melo, I don't know why he's so desperate to go play in Houston uh, outside yeah. of wanting to play with Chris Paul. Uh, and I keep hearing people saying, like, it's a good thing, go to Houston, go to Houston. If you go to Houston, they're still not beating, still not beating the Warriors. You're never going to the finals. So I don't see – how going to Houston puts him in a position to go to the finals. The only place Melo could go that he would have a, a bona fide lot to go to the finals is Cleveland. I don't know why he's fighting that aspect unless he just wants to go play with Chris Paul. I, I really don't get it. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it from the Knicks' point of view, I think you get more 
uh, dealing with the Rockets than you do Cleveland. Because uh, I don't want Kevin Love. So, so I don't, I don't want I don't know, either. Well, I don't know yeah, what else. You need I don't a, know what else. Here's the thing, though. You don't want Ryan Anderson either. So, yeah, yeah, like, you either I mean, those. yeah, no, I completely understand that. But uh, the Houston trade was talking about uh, bringing in maybe a, a third team. So maybe we can get something uh, a little bit from Houston and something from that third team so we avoid Ryan Anderson. Maybe send him to that other team. <laughs> So we that's get something else. Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, but what's that yeah, other no, team that's, getting? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I'd have I to feel like I feel like at that point there would have to be some kind of asset that that other team is getting, which kind of negates what what uh, what right. New York would be getting. Um, right, but that's you true. know, I mean, so, I mean like I said, it's the way a tricky situation. It's very it tricky. Is. That's why I'm saying I don't think he'll be dealt before the start of the season. Because if he were going to be traded, I honestly think he'd already be traded by now. I don't. I think yeah. New York just doesn't see what they get back that compensates for giving him up. Um, because the way they're looking at it is, the way they're looking at it is, it doesn't like. I don't think he's going to be a, a detriment to the locker room or necessarily to the team if he stays the first half of the season. So they're looking no. at it like, all right, if he stays. If he plays really well, they still see that he can be that high-caliber player. Um, you know, the Knicks are doing well. Like, he's not a disruption in the locker room or with the organization. Uh, it keeps his stock high. You know, the stock that Phil tried to bury in the ground. It keeps his stock high. So come all-star break, you can, you know, actually work out a reasonable deal to where you're, you're properly compensated. So I think that's the only reason why it hasn't happened yet. Um, but it will happen, and it's going to be a, a very sad day for me. But like I said, uh, I don't think Houston is the place he should want to go if he's thinking about winning a championship because it's just not going to yeah. happen there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I look, feel you there. Man, go ahead, man. I understand. Look, look, Carmelo has the one thing, the nuclear option, the, the option that Kyrie pulled out where he decided, I'm going to make this ugly so you're going to have to trade me. So the whole wedding thing and everything else, all the stuff on the Internet, that was to make it ugly so Cleveland had to move him. And that's what Carmelo has to do. If he plays the good soldier, then he's depending on that organization to do right by him. Now, if he makes that mistake again, I don't know what to say about the brother because at this point he should know better. Uh, That organization will not do right by you, and that's why they're holding him now. But, yeah, he's going to have to make it ugly and then they're going to move him. And I disagree about the Cleveland, I mean, the Houston thing. I think the Houston thing will go well. Uh, Mello, Chris Paul, and Harden, I, I think you got a solid uh, solid lineup of pieces that can really activate and give Golden State a tough series. I don't think they'll win, but I think we can see some classic basketball in a possible five, maybe, you know, may possibly six-game series, which would be really good. Because this is the, the Kevin Garnett situation all over again. Uh, people have forgotten how good Carmelo actually is because he's been playing around really, really bad players. And when you put him around good players, similar to the Olympics, people are to remember how good Carmelo is. So I think if you said yeah, that's not good in that competition with the Olympics, though, man. Well, it, it's <laughs> yeah, not a single competition. It's what he can do, where you can put him, what he's capable of doing. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't a thing of, you know, it was easy to score. It was a thing of, damn, this dude is really, really talented. Three to and four, doing everything high post, low post, and going out to three. And you add that to Chris Paul and James Harden, yeah, you got problems, man. Uh, well, of course, I they're do, not going to stop anybody, but they're going to score. 
I do want to say this. I do want to say this. Um, you landing mellow to bring them to Houston then makes your three best players. Uh, you have now three of your best players. None of them play defense well. That's one. Yep. Two, uh, all three are ball dominant. That's two. Um, three, there's definitely going to be tension between Harden and Paul because Harden kind of needs the ball to be effective, and he's always used to bringing it up court. That's going to be Chris Paul's dominant role now. So you're going to tell Harden he has has to get on the wing. We saw them wear Harden down by bringing it up every time, initiating but offense he, and creating offense. He, mm-hmm. he and he was the one who instigated the Chris this Paul talk. He, like he was the one who hit up Chris Paul and was like, bro, yeah, like, the come usage here. The rate wore him down the past two years, as we saw in those game sevens. Like, yeah, he needs this. And, and like I said, man, this is Kevin Garnett all over again. The sports writers and all these people who, who you know, talked about Garnett all those years, we went to Boston with competent players, and we saw a different Garnett. I think we're going to see the same thing with Carmelo. We can see him with good players. So let me let me ask you this. Let me ask Blanks you this. Blanks and my own, walking this, through that door. This is, this is my only argument. Uh, so let me ask you this. They get, they get Melo, right? And they don't have to really gut that team that much. So they get Melo. Uh, they keep a good, a good portion of what they have now. Does that team make it seven games, beat Golden State or the Spurs? I, man, to beat Golden State, I'm looking at injuries. Other than that, I can't say anything. <laughs> all right, so all I'm but saying, that's the he's all real. You're you real, man. That, that, thank you. Because all I'm saying, all I was saying was, if you're if you're mellow, and your mindset is to go to Houston to win a championship, you shouldn't want to go to the hardest conference ever. Right. You know, and and yeah. have to play against these <laughs> juggernauts. If you're yeah, idea, but, but look, it, this, this goes back to your Toronto point. If you got basketball self-awareness, <laughs> in your mind, you can beat them. Why? Because you're a basketball right. player and you think you I can beat anybody. Agree. You see what I'm saying? So it, it should make sense I absolutely to him. Agree. To but be in the I Western think, Conference final and go down to Golden State, there's no shame in that, bro. No but shame time out. No, no, no. Time out. But that's what I'm saying. I, I don't even give them a shoe-in to get to that point. I'm sorry. I still give the edge to a Greg Popovich. Anytime Greg Popovich is coaching a team, I give him hey, that man, edge. Tim Duncan ain't now, on that I'm team no more, man. We got to we got to stop with the Popovich magician stuff, man. Like, I agree. They got I agree. Kawhi but let me say this. No, no, no. Let me say this though. Well, well I, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm just all right, Juwan. Juwan, you go ahead and finish, yeah. and then let me jump in because I got I got I got some thoughts about this whole situation. Oh boy. All right. All all I was gonna say was um, I, I'd still give the egg the edge to Greg Popovich um, over over that Houston team even with Melo. But if if your end game is still agreeing that they can't beat the Warriors, I know Melo isn't thinking, oh, I'm coming here and we're gonna lose to the Warriors. At least we got here. I'm just saying, if your mindset is to be a lock in, a shoe in for the finals, it is a better chance from the East than it would ever be from the West because I just don't see them beating Golden State. Yeah, but would LeBron right. give you the guarantee of him staying, though? Will he break that silence? You see what I mean? Yeah, but here's, like, the, I, yeah, I'm but not here's going the there thing. trusting LeBron. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, man. Like, even if, let, let's say you go to Cleveland, let's say you get you, you get a trade, they get, make a trade, maybe they send love somewhere else and um, somebody else sends you some, some picks and what have you if you're in New York. So, Melo goes to Cleveland, LeBron leaves. Then you just demand another trade. 
Like, you, you're just like, all right, well, I don't want to play in Cleveland anymore, and obviously we're not going <laughs> to win because LeBron left. Yeah. So now you trade I mean, me. I, so, like, oh, I mean, oh, I agree oh, with oh, Juwan there. Can, like, can the I best place the, for you to be is with LeBron James. LeBron James made, like, seven straight finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, man. He's married to Lala. She ain't moving to Cleveland, especially if LeBron ain't staying. <laughs> wait, wait, they're Houston, separated, bro. media outlet. Yeah, they're separated. They're separated. They're separated. Yeah, it ain't over they yet. They ain't divorced, but they separated. <laughs> it's cheaper to keep her. It ain't over yet. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just well, saying, he, man. He she's really already out in L.A., I think. Yeah, she doesn't, he doesn't really have that much of a say in it. She, I think she's kind of ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, going so to yeah, man. will be the death knell for him. I tell you that. Well, I'm just saying. I think I think going to Cleveland like would make the most sense for him. I don't. Here's the thing, though. I don't necessarily oh. think it makes the most sense for Cleveland anymore. Now that they've made no. this trade, you got Jay Crowder. Yeah. Um, you, like you're you're looking to maybe pick up Cousins. Um, there's, I mean, obviously some other packages they're probably considering behind the scenes that the public isn't aware of. I don't necessarily think that um, that getting Carmelo helps them, and 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 I don't think it. That's not what they're looking for right now. If anything, I think you want to look to upgrade your center position, and you want to look to upgrade your shooting guard position. Like those are like the two like positions that I think they're weakest at, and Carmelo is neither one of those. I mean, he's yeah, but if really you get him, at this point him, in his career, I, I, I he's, a, he's a four. If LeBron tells him he'll stay. Like that—that's the thing to me. He calls LeBron, and LeBron says, "I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna stay or I'm leaving. Why would Melo go?" So I, I, that's I well, I, again, I just I just think I just think you do it, and then if he leaves, then you say, "All right, Cleveland, trade me." Like I want to, I want out. Nick, like Nick, time out. I'll say this, Nick. Even even to your point. If LeBron leaves, right, Le- Melo goes, you know, they have a really great season together, goes to the finals, whatever, LeBron leaves the season after. I don't think it's that difficult for Melo to ask them to buy him out. I mean, I believe that's what the Bulls are about to do with Dwayne Wade. I don't that's see true. Cleveland going, I don't see Cleveland going, hey, we're going to rebuild. Let's keep this guy on our team while we do that. No. <laughs> right. They're going to yeah. buy him out and tell him. Yeah, but how much of that money do you expect Carmelo Anthony to leave on the table? <laughs> well, for the past few years, that might not be an easy transaction. But, yeah, that's yeah. a great point, though. Good yeah, point. that is a good point. Um, and, you know, here's the other thing, too. Like, and I, I wouldn't expect it because, um, because, I mean, Lord knows, I mean, he'd be just – turning down a shit ton of money. But that, that second year is a player option. So if worse came to worse, he could always opt out and just go wherever he wanted yeah. to go. Um, I mean, true. I don't think he would because he'd be turning it. down like $26 million, $27 million, I think. Um, and, and you ain't going to make that back on the open market. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. But So, so Melo would go away from the mistakes he's always made, where he opted in, everybody else kept their options open. <laughs> he was the guy Mello who had no options. Melo always takes the money. <laughs> yes, Melo has exactly. shown that he's the always money is the only reason he is motivated. It is not for winning. It is only for money. So <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I don't know the brothers. I can't uh, go Mello, Hold on. He's made some bad choices. Time out. This is a guy who said, I'm staying in New York because I want to win. That's bullshit, Mello. You stayed for the money. There's no need to lie about that. 
Hey, yeah, man, if he, he wanted to win, he'd have gone to Chicago. Incompetent field to ruin the franchise. Phil says, hey, you resign, we'll rebuild around you, and we're going to be contenders. And what does Phil do? Sign Joe Kim Noah and these other guys. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. That's like, my point. So my thing is, Melo didn't even make him. Melo didn't even make him construct a good team before he was like, yeah, let me just sign this. He could have tried He's to got do like a one rings. or two Everybody year deal. gave him the benefit of the doubt. Mistakenly, but everybody downfall. gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that was Melo a trust an organization again. I think I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Well, definitely not right, one led uh, by Phil, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, well, here's my thing. All right, I don't think a deal is going to happen. I, I, I really don't because here, here's the thing. Melo needs to, needs to get off his, his tunnel vision. I mean, and his, his camp, his, his people need to tell him, like, bro, open up your options. Like, say, all right. Go sit down with New York and say, "All right, here's your options. Uh, Houston's obviously not working out. I'll, I'll go to I'll go to San Antonio. Uh, I'll waive my no trade clause if you can get me, uh, you know, over to San Antonio. Could you imagine, like, if you plugged in uh, Mello for Lamarcus Mar- Aldridge? Like, no, Lamarcus no. Aldridge ain't been hey, doing hey, shit Nick, on that team. Nick, yeah. Nick, listen, I know you're a Hawks fan and you don't care about the city of New York." But I do not fucking want LaMarcus Aldridge. No, That's no, no, no. no. Here, no Juwan, Juwan, listen, Juwan, 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 Juwan. Here's the thing, though. Um, here's uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is on an expiring contract, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's better than taking on Ryan Anderson, who's got three years left on his deal. That's my point. And, and then you could say, you know what, hold on. You could say, all right, we'll take LaMarcus Aldridge. We want a first-round pick. And we want you to go ahead and pick it for us, San Antonio, since you're so good at drafting. <laughs> no, I'm just glad. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, no, we want a first-round pick. It ain't going to be great. It's going to be like 28, 29, whatever. Um, but it'll be a first-round pick, so we want that. And then, you know, we want um, Deontay Murray um, and maybe one other player who you think Colin. might be developable. Yeah, there you go, Kyle Anderson. He's on an expiring deal. They probably don't want to pay him next year because I mean you just saw what they did with Jonathan Simmons. They wouldn't pay him ten mil a year, um, so he ended right. up in Orlando. Well, so like, I mean, I think there's a deal that could be worked out with San Antonio, and I think San Antonio they obviously don't want Lamarcus Aldridge. So like, if you're Melo, like just just open up your options a little bit. Say you know I'll go to San Antonio. Maybe you say I'll go to Washington. Um, just just give yes. give the Knicks yes. organization a little more flexibility because Houston is not going to work. They don't want Ryan Anderson. No one wants Ryan Anderson. And Ryan Anderson is the only person that makes the money work. And, like, they're not going to give up Eric Gordon and Trevor Ariza because if they do that, then they're, they have no depth. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't see Melo doing that. But if he does, I think a deal will get done. But right. he's got to. His camp has got to talk Knicks, to him and be like, "Yo, good. you need to, you need to give them more options than Houston. <laughs> you need to give them like five teams, maybe even Minnesota. Good. You know, like Minnesota could use him. I mean, there, there's plenty of teams out there who could use Melo 
who who could I mean Minnesota's at least got um what OKC's first round pick next year that they could send them. Yeah. They got that in the um in the uh, R- Ricky Rubio trade. Um maybe that and you know, I don't know, something some kind of package around that. Um but yeah, I mean there's just he, he, Melo can't – he's got this tunnel vision problem, man. He had the same thing last year. He said either the Clippers or the Cavs, neither of which had any draft picks that they could move. And then now this year he's saying just Houston. Well, Houston already dealt their 2018 pick to get Chris Paul. They don't have another pick they can convey until 2020. Like, And the only assets that they have that they would want to move is Ryan Anderson, which nobody wants. Like, I don't, I don't know who is in Melo's camp and and who's talking to him, but they gotta tell him, bro, this this, this ain't gonna work. Like, you need to open up your options if you really want to get out of New York. Like I said, I mean, you gotta muddy the process, make it mm-hmm. ugly. That's how you get mm-hmm. out. Well, and I'm not it's even saying that show. though. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you can't be so. Um, like tunnel vision, you can't be, you so can't fixed be that on one option. Guy. You got to put on the black hat and be the bad guy. You got to ruin I, things. I, I, man, I just don't see it that way. They don't want you around. Yeah, I don't see it that see, way. I just see. I just think out. that. I just think by by saying I'll only go to Houston, that's how you don't get a deal done. I don't think it, it doesn't right, matter how right. much how much of uh, an asshole you are if you're if you're only giving the Knicks. Uh, a bad decision, a bad choice. Why would they make that choice? They'll, they're going to call your bluff yeah. and make you wait it out. Like, just go ahead and give them a couple other options. Like, who and, doesn't? And you bring this like, why would you not want to go play for San Antonio and poison the relationship going forward with Porzingis? Like, they got to start the thinking is, towards the future. The thing is, if you're the Knicks, you can't get screwed again. Because of Mello. You got screwed getting him in. There's no way in hell you're getting screwed getting him out. So if I'm yeah. Nick, I don't give a damn if you I are literally avoiding coming to games because you want to go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not trading you. Yeah, I'm you just going to find you. you do what Nick said. I'm not trading you until you do what Nick said and you open your options. If you don't open your options, you know who you'll be a part of next year? The fucking Knicks. You know who you'll be a part of the year after? The fucking Knicks. I don't care. And, and, you, and you know who's going to be whispering in Porzingis' ear? You see what I mean? Like, teams got to think about their franchise going forward. And, and look, the, the, the market thing falls apart because the Knicks will become too good because they need to rebuild. And then I got questions about LaMarcus because we all know he can't handle the shouting of Popovich. I don't know if he can handle the bright lights in New York. That's a whole other thing. I think oh, he put yeah, him in the ball. I mean, that's just to get oh. an expiring contract. That's all that is. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. I, I just think he might make you too good because you want to be really, really bad and rebuild. I have well, no well, idea why the game. But here's another thing. Like, okay, let's say, let's say you. What about maybe you say, okay, we we don't want um we don't want Lamarcus Aldridge, but I'm sure there's some team out there that would want an expiring contract of a player that you know is at least there a starting go. caliber Phoenix. player. You can Phoenix. then take him and trade him somewhere. And get some extra Phoenix, assets, Nick. you know? Nick, yep. we could do a three-team trade with Phoenix. We already seen Phoenix yep. had interest in LaMarcus Aldridge. There you go. Maybe see what we can yeah, get Yeah, and they Phoenix. got plenty of picks. Man, they got, they, got, uh, Miami's, they got Miami's pick next year and in 2021. So there you go. Dude, dude, I've never Absolutely. seen somebody as talented as LaMarcus Aldridge just fall apart because he can't handle tough coaching. 
Like, he can't handle being coached in a, you know what I mean, in a tough way like Pop does. And he Should have stayed in Portland, man. That is crazy. I yeah, mean, I also, I also want to speak Portland. to the point you made. Also want to speak to the point you made about um, Melo possibly poisoning Przingis. At the end of the day, as much as Przingis says he loves Melo and Melo's like a brother and he's watching this whole situation closely, when the Knicks back that bank truck up to Przingis, that's really going to put prop, uh, things into proper perspective for him. So, I mean, a lot yeah, of these that, players that, that, that speak on how much comes anywhere for him. <laughs> that's, that's anywhere. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, you can get more from the Knicks, though. You can get more from the Knicks. And we've seen people turn that down and go somewhere that they wanted to go to. Absolutely. Like I said, it's but not I'm a good saying... thing for an organization to have an old guy talking to a young guy about the business and the organization and putting him on the defensive. Him skipping that. Yeah, but I, like, I think you're, think I think you're missing small. one that's key component, thing. though. You're missing one key component, and that's issue. that Kristaps Porzingis, not even Phil, Kristaps Porzingis likes living in New York, and that's the same reason that Melo has been – so like oh well I don't I don't know like I, it's gonna be a perfect situation if I'm gonna move like Perzingis like he loves living in New York he would not want to live anywhere else if it were up to him so you can and I mean honestly yeah, that, 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 that sounds good till you see that moving band going to Miami that's all I'm saying that's all I'm I mean, saying yeah that's just, say that's it. true that's true but hey Miami ain't got no picks for like what the next five <laughs> years man. <laughs> Yeah, Los Angeles true. nice too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I saying, will say this. Right? I will say this. I talking to my young star. That's all I'm saying. I will say this. I will say this. It would make a lot of New York Knicks fans like me and Joel nervous uh, when Przingis hits free agency and we hear that he's sitting down with a Boston or he's sitting down with a Miami. Well, like but, it'll but really make is, it nervous. Yeah, but the thing is, he's a restricted free agent. You're gonna like New York's gonna offer him a max deal, and he's not gonna turn Absolutely. down. Absolutely. So like Absolutely. you got him for like I mean, I you know shit could go sideways, and he could like hold out and basically do what Nerlens Noel just did, where he takes the qualifying offer so he can become an unrestricted free agent the next season. But that's like worst case scenario. And I mean, I just don't see that happening. Like you don't, you don't turn down a guaranteed max four-year contract with a player option on the fourth year if if it's offered and you know you the Knicks do are going to offer it. Until it. It's done. So, so like you gotta be, you gotta be you like really risk? pissed off That's to turn that down. Why would you take the risk? You need to start the rebuilding process. Let him know he's the guy going forward, and you're going to build around him. We don't want any other nonsense around you. Put up yeah, but I just, I just don't want to. I just don't want to pay Ryan Anderson. I don't want to pay Ryan Anderson sixty million dollars over three seasons to ride the bench. <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to do that <laughs> because because <laughs> because of the possibility of Porzingis being upset with organization. So now I'm stuck paying Ryan Anderson uh, because I was look, worried look, you, about you, you three, Knicks, four years. You Knicks from fans now. act like y'all put, pull up all star assets all the time. Like y'all are really. Hey, I'm like not a Knicks fan. I'm just throwing that out there, the though. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like this is the, this is the guy. You gotta you gotta surround him with everything Nick love. Like you gotta keep this dude. They don't need right. We understand any nonsense. That's we understand that, but what I'm saying is. That's the same kind of logic that got us screwed out of years of draft picks 
and a loss of a lot of really good role players like four and five Allen ago. Houston. So, $15 million yes, dollars more than you should have. Money, right. <laughs> no, that's just so bad. All I'm saying, getting a guy right. I'm just, I had to throw this change out there. What leverage like do you I have said, to really bro. get a lot? They're acting like they're going to get a lot. You're not going to get a lot. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. We don't want I don't a think lot. anyone's saying that, but there's a difference between not getting a lot and getting strapped with Ryan Anderson's contract. That's all. That's all we're saying. two different things. Yeah. like three years, <laughs> yeah, three yeah, years, yeah. $60 plus million dollars. That's, that's three Man. years. I mean, you already got Noah on your books. You don't want to add time Anderson. Nick, you add Noah Nick, and Anderson, you're looking at like $40 million <laughs> a year in your cap. Exactly. I mean, Joel, yeah, you can speak to this. You can speak to this, Joel. I feel like if you're not a Knicks fan, you don't truly understand how painful it is to be a Knicks fan. So you guys are the <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You got you guys on the outside who are like you guys on the outside who are like, oh just trade Mello. Oh just bring in Ryan Anderson. Yeah, no, well your team's not gonna have to be stuck with Joaquin Noah and Ryan Anderson <laughs> how about, for the next how about few years. Be the third team. How about that? Yeah, how about Atlanta be the third how team? That? How about that? You guys can take that. <laughs> you take Ryan Anderson. Hey, take Ryan Anderson yeah, and Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> you guys are good at Ain't no, ain't no so fucking hate. way. I want Ryan Anderson. Hell no. Enjoy Tim Noah. I better be getting. I better be getting. I better be getting the Knicks first round pick next year. That's what I better be getting. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, Joel. I got you. You don't understand. You mad about Ryan Anderson, but you give Tim Hardaway seventy mil? I mean, hell, you trade him for a second round and you pay him thirty. Like, but yeah, but at least, talk about but, at least but at least, at least Hardaway can play the two and the three. Like, like there ain't no universe where Ryan Anderson can play tough. anything other than a stretch four, which is what <laughs> KT six plays. Like, yeah. Oh man, shout out to Ryan Anderson's agent. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> hey man, Jeez. shout out to everybody's agent from from that off season, like Lou Deng, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov, like oh, everybody was shit. making buck that year, man. Everybody, everybody this season was like, what the fuck? Why wasn't I a free agent last season? <laughs> last year was highway robbery. Degrading. Last year, yeah, it really <laughs> was, man. It was crazy. Solomon Hill, fucking A. Everyone got paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solomon Hill's bum ass cap. He, wait, he's making like twelve million a year. Like, goddamn. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. See, and and that's the thing. That's why Nerlens Noel is like, what the fuck, man? Like, I ain't even getting off for twelve million. Like, this is bullshit. Solomon Hill's making twelve million. This is bullshit. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, as we come into this more analytics age, we're gonna see some of these GMs get flushed out of the system. Like these these oh, bad yeah. GMs who do things like this. Like this is gonna be a thing of the past. Like you can't keep letting your your homeboy or, or whoever because Whoa. you like them become the general manager because it's going to be about confidence going forward, man, because you, you can't well, continue this. But you know what's, but you know what's crazy? Uh, like, in, in an off season in which we saw a lot more, um, like, uh, tempered expectations and, and basically, like, people um, being a lot more reserved with the, with the willingness to offer a ton of money, like, you still see San Antonio, who's notoriously a great franchise, let let John Simmons walk, and then and then they pay what sixteen million like over 
a year over three years to Pau Gasol? Like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, but there have been a lot of rumors about San Antonio doing backroom deals, so you never know what the Paul Gasol was. But the Jonathan Simmons one, I, I understand, because you're talking about a try-hard guy who's athletic, not that necessarily a, a top NBA player. I can understand that. Yeah, he's like that 39 years old. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's that old. I think he is like 35, at least. Uh... Yeah, I mean, he's a try-hard dude, nice rotational guy, but I mean, you really backing it up, you know, giving them the bag like yeah, that? I look his age up now, shit. Yeah, you let all that do stuff well, like that. Well, and <laughs> just look at what – kind of Yeah, and just look at what the Hawks had to pay Deadman. Like, I'd rather have Deadman at that amount of money than Pau Gasol at, at $16 million. And, and the great comparison to Jonathan Simmons is the swingman from the Hawks that went to Toronto, and then they found out he's just a guy. Now, I know the injuries were there, but – He's 28. Yeah, you're right, though. DeMar Carroll, like, yeah, I mean, I I bet you, if anything, like, man, it's hard to say he regrets getting $64 million over four seasons, which the Hawks obviously weren't (laughs) willing to pay. Um, But, like, I bet as far as career-wise, like, I bet you he thinks about it. Like, what would have happened had I stayed with the Hawks? Because, man, that was a good team. It was. The best team we ever had, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Hawks had good yeah, years. Like, I don't want to hear no bitching from the Hawks side. You, know, you guys were okay. All right? Yeah, well, well, now we we'll made the playoffs. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we, you know, actually, as of as of right now, the uh, Spurs have the longest running playoff streak. The Hawks are number two. The Hawks have yeah, the second know, longest yeah, running yeah. playoff streak. They were the best team in the East at one point, one year. What year was that? Yeah, it was, yeah, like it was that two years ago. 2014, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had the best record. They weren't the best team as we 60, saw when they 60 played win team. that year. Yeah, 60 yeah. win team. That's not yeah, fair, man. That, yeah, we got fair, it and wasn't we, their and fault. We got, and we got promptly swept by Cleveland, and I've been saying ever since we got swept by Cleveland and Carroll walked, I was like, man, we need to just go yeah. ahead and rebuild. So – I'm happy that we're finally doing it. We just waited too long, so we didn't get any assets for our players. But right, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that that part sucks. It's time, you know. But yeah, but hey, back to back to Melo, um, Joel. I feel like you didn't quite get enough enough to say in this conversation. So, like with everything that has been said at this point, like like what's your follow up to the the diatribe that the three of us just threw out there. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much to say. I already said my piece with Melo. I mean, he 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 has to open his options, but it's his it's his options. Like he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. I don't want. I, what, like he handcuffed us. It's our fault for giving him that that contract. We gave him the contract, the no trade clause. He gets to choose where he gets to go. So we're kind of fucked at this moment because he gets to choose where he wants to go. All right now, it's just Houston. I don't want Ryan Anderson's contract. Might as well keep Melo if we're going to get fucking Ryan Anderson in three years. It's just pointless at this point. Cause yeah, I mean, because I mean, what you're looking at in guaranteed money with Ryan Anderson is more than what you're looking at with Carmelo, and Melo right. is a much better player. Right, and Ryan Anderson is just a, a piece. He's not a, a player that you can develop and go forward and a, a developmental right. piece. Ryan Anderson is just yeah, a, and a he's, nice and he's like 31. Right, exactly. I it's like yeah. And I mean, Joel, Joel, I'll even say this. Uh, we saw flashes of it 
when they were actually playing um forgot our head coach's name, uh crap. Hornacek. Uh, when they were when they were playing his actual offense, Melo flowed really well. He was passing the ball, the ball he wasn't did. stopping, the ball was moving. He, they were looking really looked good. Looked it was it was when the triangle was implemented. Right, Phil said triangle. Exactly. As soon as the triangle hit, it went right back to Mellow Ball. Stopped. You know. The, you know. They ran the clock. Just gave it to him. He put up a horrible shot. It either went in or it didn't. Like it, yeah. it slowed down everything and it made it worse. So if you're telling me that if we can't get a trade for the first half of the season, if if that's what it goes to, we can have Mellow buy into the system and play along with these guys, I'm not mad at that. If that avoids us from either getting LaMarcus Holdridge, fucking Ryan Anderson, <laughs> it avoids any of that, I'm fine with that. I'm just telling everyone, like, there were flashes of really, really, really good team-oriented mellow last year before Phil came and just took a poop on everything. And the other thing, too, is, like, what's the same go ahead, man, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 man. You, you're good. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say now he's intrigued me because the East is really, really down. I got a lot of teams rebuilding. What's to say you can't get that seven seed if you do keep them and try to commit like that? <laughs> now I know that. Yeah, or, or the I believe because I don't want to see Melo go out like that, but that's a possibility. That's a lottery that's pick. A you take our lottery. Yeah, man. Yeah, it does take the lottery pick away. Though, and like that's, I, I think but, up the but here's the thing. I, I don't think he keeps it at Ryan Anderson. I think he'll up the end. Well, I, you, I think you have to. But, but the thing is, like, looking at it from Houston's side is, man, like, I don't want to give up. Like, I can't give up Trevor Ariza or Eric Gordon. Like, I can't give up either one of those guys. Um, and, and nobody else Got makes it. the money work. <laughs> Well, that's Nick, what I'm saying. Say like, this. that's why I'm I'll saying say I don't this, think the Houston deal is going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. Only, the only way we would ever get Eric Gordon would mean we'd have to package Mello and Courtney Lee, because uh, I don't no, want Hardaway, well, Gordon, and Courtney Lee. That's, way that's too true. Much money. That's true. But like, but here's what I'm saying. Okay, let me rephrase that. Um, you could find a third team to send Eric Gordon right, to, to because Courtney. he's on a reasonable oh, okay, enough yeah, yeah. contract to where, yeah. But like they would have to saying, give that up to, to make, yeah, they will. They they would have to give up. Like I think Ariza is on like a super like seven and a half million dollar contract. Um, uh, Eric Gordon's on like twelve. Um, so like with those two contracts combined, plus like one of those, um, one or two of those non guaranteed contracts that they acquired in the off season. Um, that are, you know, next to nothing. Um, that, 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 would, that would allow them the money to take on to take on Mello's contract. But I, I just don't see Houston giving that. They would be stupid to give that up because, I mean, if you – man, if you give up Eric Gordon and – like Trevor Ariza is your starting small forward. Um, so if you yep. – if you, you don't want to get Mello and, and try to have him play small forward. Like if you acquire Mello, you want him to be your four. You really want him to be your four, um, especially as good as Trevor Ariza is at playing defense. Like, yeah, I just don't want to give him up. Yeah, I understand. I don't blame so him. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I just I I don't think the Houston deal is going to happen. I just don't see a oh, way. Wait, in which Nick, it let me ask happen. you this. 
Yeah. Let me ask you this. As uh-huh. open as they were uh, to get Chris Paul, meaning they had to get rid of Lou Williams, who was a really good piece for them last year, do you think there's that uh, – there's that uh, – what's the word? Um, stuck attached. on Eric Gordon if they were uh, – attached, thank you. Uh, attached to Eric Gordon if they were that open to letting go of Lou Williams, if that meant they um, got a player uh, back like Melo? I think – no, I don't think they're that attached to Eric Gordon, but I do think they're that attached to Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza means right. so much to that team. Like Trevor Ariza, we drafted like, Trevor Ariza. <laughs> dude, I dude Trevor Ariza. I always said when the Lakers traded him to get Ron Artest, I always said that was not you shouldn't have done that. Long term, it made so much more sense to me to keep Trevor Ariza. Like Trevor Ariza is just. He's just such a great player. He's like, he, you know, who he reminds me of Tayshawn Prince. That's who he reminds yeah. me of. Like, yeah. just, just a really solid player. Like, just a guy that you yeah. definitely want on your team. And he's like, yeah, and a little I, bit I of Jake, like Jake Crowder is, is like that too. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is an attachment issue. I think this is a leverage issue where Daryl Moore knows he has all the leverage. So he, I mean, he's trying to squeeze it. I don't think that's just what we're looking at. They think they got leverage. <laughs> well, oh, what they don't the know thing. is New York. New York is crazy enough to just hold them. So <laughs> you don't have that much leverage. Yeah. New York's crazy enough just to hold Mello. So it, it's not a point goal. where Cleveland was at. It's not a point to where Cleveland was at. They're desperate yeah, enough to just hold. Dude, and, leverage and is a Cleveland. dangerous game. We, we saw Danny Ainge overplay his hand a few times where deals should have been done, but he was trying to, you know. <laughs> He yeah, but it worked out in the end. <laughs> it, worked, it super worked out in the end. Yeah. So hey, I'm there's saying, that. I'm just saying if you're if you're New York, you saw what happened when you when you had to do that deal with Denver, and mm-hmm. they took you. They completely took advantage of you. So if you're right. New York, you're trying to be smarter, not dumber. So there's no right. way you're dumb enough to do that. Same kind of trade, except it's, <laughs> instead of losing picks, you're spending all that goddamn money you're trying to get rid of by unloading Mellow. So it just it all makes right. no sense. It makes no sense to pull the trigger on something you don't have to because if at the end of the day you just hold on to them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all you nah, have to man. Do. I feel you. I feel you. All right, man. All right, fellas, we got to wrap it up. Um, it's good to be back. Oh. Like. We we yeah. we've been off for like seven weeks, Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I got I got to get my Game of Thrones fixed. So, you know, it's uh, it's made the show suffer. But hey, luckily it lined up with uh, with uh, some some of the the down downtime in the off season. Um, but hey, I just want to go around the table. Um, uh, hey, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I I misplaced your name. What's your name, brother? It's Naj, man. All right, man. Well, it was it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, come back anytime, because I mean, uh, you got some knowledge, and you know, you speak some truth, and I, I enjoyed having you, um, Joel. Always a pleasure, my brother. Definitely, sir. Definitely. Indeed. And Jawan, man, I, I'm happy to have you back. We had missed you the last couple shows that we had before the uh, the break, so I'm really happy to have you back, man. Absolutely. I could not wait to get back. I mean, I was talking about this show all day to Chris, so I couldn't wait to be back. Hell yeah, man. It was it was a fun ride. Well, everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. 
Uh, call back to tune in to Full Court Press. Peace out, y'all. Word. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park